Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer. And I'm your other co-host, Simon Voyanos. And today we're going to be changing things up a little bit. We are going to have an interview with Martin Ibarra, offensive lineman for UNC, and talk about his journey through the junior college system out in California. But first, we're going to change things up a little bit. We are actually going to watch the film while recording today, so you're going to have our live reactions for the first time yet, and then we're going to break it down a little bit. Simon, are you ready to watch some film? Yeah, let's do it. It's lineman film, so I love it. All right. Is that full screen for you? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Sweet. Six, five, three, twenty. First team all conference. He played in California, right? Yep. Okay. He said, you it, know- he said his show wasn't featured on uh, Last Chance U. Not at all. Yeah. Good double team there. Finishes the block. It's a big defensive lineman too. Yeah. It's not like he's going up against Grubbs. Way to use. Oh, he just throws him down there. That guy was a lot smaller than him, but that's strength. All right, good first step here, and just throws him to the ground. Look, (laughs) coming in from the side there. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. All right, so one guy misses his chop, and he finishes up there on that screenplay. To be aware. Something that I noticed the first time watching through this is he's all over the field as far as position. He moves pretty well for someone who's 6'5", 320. Yeah. That was nice. It could have been a cleaner block, but that was nice, though. Yeah. There he goes, finishing a block again. We always like to see that. Here he is at guard this time. And he's pulling lead blocker. Nails his guy. That's his block, and he got there. He's doubling here. And I think he... Yep. Guard he, he here again. The Gets the block here and uh, finishes it. We love pile finishes, driving. Oh, yeah. He finishes his block wells. Wells? He finishes his block well. Yeah. He's usually over somebody by the end of a play. So here he is at tackle. Taking care of his guy. Doesn't let him go. Keats I don't know what the pitch. running back was doing. Yeah. Missed the hole on yeah. that one. Just a down block on that one. Gets yeah. his guy. A little bit of communication there here at left tackle. I think this is pass play. Yep. Uh, his guy doesn't even get close. Yeah. Oh, man. The quality of this film sometimes dips down. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> All right. Double team here and finishes him to the ground. There he is in the middle. His guy never even gets close. Chop block there. He has a pretty quick first step. Yeah. So that was the one you were talking about where that guy came off, but I think a running back was back there. Okay. I got to watch those hands on that backside. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit, but he'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, actually gets his hands on two people there on that one, on that pass block. Nice. Clean. That was good. Way to fight off those hands. Pretty sure he finishes that block. Yeah. High motor on these blocks. Gets that guy out of the way just barely. But I think he could have pushed him out of the way on that. Yeah, he should have extended and finished him there. But that's okay. Yeah, let's see. He's out here at tackle. Uh, Good pass block. Yeah. Pass block is solid. 
Really good, actually. Ooh, he barely got that block, but he got there. <laughs> I yeah sh- yeah I'll give it to him. He's he's responsible for that play being sprung. There he is. I thought he was blocking the ref when I first watched that. Yeah, that was pretty close. He's just so much stronger than these. Even like obviously when these edges go up against him, I don't think that they stand much of a chance. And these linebackers, they don't stand any chance. But even some of these bigger defensive linemen, he does a pretty good job of driving them back. Right. There he is right here on a pretty big dude. Finishes that block into the ground. I think that was a pull, too. It was a, Well, no, it wasn't a pull. He was the right tackle. Okay. Yeah. Next to the tight end, number 99 on that one. Mm-hmm. Gets his hands there on the go. guy and just just long enough. Now, where to get up there though? Yep. Oh, there he goes, finishing another block. Leading on this outside play. And he gets his guy, and the running back has to make a move on that corner. Right. That's a one-on-one situation, you know. Yeah. I mean, he probably could have moved over to the corner for sure. But that guard was definitely struggling though with that block. So yeah. Smart play. Dang, look at that snap, though. What was that? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. This team's pretty okay. raw overall, but he I feel like he's the best player on the field looking at these plays, and that's it. I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't say he's super raw. Like he, I think pass-blocking-wise, he's very good, You know, especially guys with some of those quicker hands because there are some dudes coming off the edge that definitely challenged him um not in a bad way but obviously you know they seemed high caliber like quicker finesse guys and he he stood up with them you know he didn't he kept his base you know he fought with it and um i mean he didn't he didn't bite or wasn't super slow so he did a great job on pass plays for sure i would say that's definitely one of i mean i don't know i, I need to see whole games but i think that's definitely a strength for sure yeah i think his first step on his pass plays was really good honestly like and i feel like that's a really hard thing to coach too especially with like you know this day in football where like the spread is becoming more common and stuff and i felt like this juco team ran the ball quite a bit honestly and it was good to see him like be good at both things you know and he, he could do anything that was asked of him, it looked like, whether he needed to play right or left tackle, right or left guard, whether he needed to pull in or out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to get to pick his brain a little bit about the chops on whether they were design or whether it was his own call, because if it was his yeah. own call, he made a lot of smart calls as to whether to chop or block. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean here i'm gonna nitpick a little bit here because he did make some really good chop blocks and that's fantastic but there are definitely a couple plays on this reel where i would have liked if he maybe if he didn't jump the gun as quickly and like tried to make contact first or shuffle down and then you know try to make contact first and most of them are running plays i'm pretty sure so i would have liked to see him get his hands on a guy and like just blow him up straight up instead of try to you know, instead of try to beat him to the punch and chop block him instead. Because sometimes with the chop block, you know, some edge rushers, well, not some, but a lot of edge rushers will probably anticipate that and probably take a more 
has a wider path to avoid the chop block and then just move around you. So I would have liked to see him trust his speed and agility a little bit more. Try to finish off those blocks because there are definitely a handful of chop blocks in that highlight reel that, you know, he, he just barely got. And maybe he made the right call there and he knows that he's not <laughs> like, you know, the fastest dude in the world. But, you know, if he angled right, he probably could have got it if if he angled right, you know, where it's all about positioning with those type of plays because they were like sweeps and um, stuff like that as well. And I think I saw one counter, but I could have been wrong. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that I feel like his chops sometimes come because of not the perfect angle or not the right amount of speed, especially like I, on those screen plays where we saw a couple of more chops, like those outside screens or even yeah. like outside reverses. It looks like sometimes he like on that one play where he just barely nicked that guy in like the leg and, and that was yeah. enough, you know? So, oh, yeah, but, but like you said, just uh, whether it's a different angle or a different flight path, I guess to get to that guy, maybe that makes a difference but i'm not really sure on you know what this offense is right or anything like that but yeah for sure if there is anything to point out it is that and maybe just like not an overwhelming amount of speed but it, as far as like quick snap goes you know in like pass plays he was fast enough there but maybe just not a guy that you send to pull out as much or send out on blocks, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, probably not. I think he's a, I don't know. I'd like him as a left tackle for sure. I don't know what he plays at UNC. Do you know, Cody? Pretty sure he's a guard. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. Like he could probably still do his job as a guard on the FCS level for sure. Know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure he he does his job well enough, right? Because that's obviously Juco film. Like he's, I guess he's still a kid now, but like he's basically a kid, you know, at that age, right? Like 19, 20 ish, maybe. Yeah, and I'll make sure that I got to get more on his story. I'm saving a lot of that for the interview. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be really good to hear for sure. But yeah, I mean, honestly, like I felt like just natural talent wise, there's not. When it comes to offensive linemen in college, you're not going to get the most technically sound dude coming out of high school because that's just not, I don't know. I feel I feel like it's just not realistic sometimes, you know? Especially at the high school level, I think. No. And, and at big, the lineman, yeah, at the lineman position. I'm doubling down on that. I, I yeah. know that the listeners haven't heard my view on this before, but we've, and we've talked about it too, finding a lineman that's, like going to be a pro prospect from high school, it's not the same as like athletes, you know, like there's development that is absolutely needed. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, when you're looking for a D1 lineman, first off, you want, you want the prototypical size. So, you know, I mean, it depends for each position, but usually it's like, you know, above 5'11 or at least 5'11 and then obviously if you're a freshman coming in you got to be at least 250 260 to make it to make d1 you know and everything else could really be taught and obviously if there's good like agility and power there those are all pluses for sure you know so those are kind of some of the general things that d1 coaches are looking for 
And then everything else, I mean, it just comes down to them trusting their own line coaches who are honestly one of the more vital coaches when it comes to coaching staffs. Like most people want a good O-line coach, you know, because like obviously you got receivers and quarterbacks and, you know, those coaches are important, but nothing could get done without a good O-line coach. So Simon about to get me fired. What do you mean? Trash talking wide receiver coaches, bro. I'm not trash. <laughs> you look, bro, like you, there's I always just... going to be wide receiver coaches because there are just more. Maybe there's not, but I feel like there's more wide receivers than wide men. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time, but <laughs> no, yeah. for sure. I and I I want to see you know maybe some of the things that he had in high school as far as an offensive line coach, and then maybe he had more. In like individual time with a o-line coach at like the juco level maybe you know and maybe that was the difference between like going and playing d1 after juco rather than straight out of high school or whether that was something else but yeah i'm really excited to get his perspective because he'd be the first inside perspective we get on on junior college so and that experience. oh absolutely it's gonna be great you know and i look forward to it um yeah that's pretty much it I mean, I don't think there's really anything else. Like, I feel like he has really good size for an O-lineman. Like, it's not every day you find a Juco guy that's six, uh, what, what was it, six five three twenty. Yeah. That's that's pretty, that's real, like, rare, I feel, sometimes. Because some of them Juco guys, you really never know. I think he's definitely closer to 320 because there are some guys that don't look their weight either. You know, you could even take away 20 pounds and he'd still be fine. So that's how you know he's more than okay, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just I feel like size and strength wise, you could see that he was a mismatch at the JUCO level, you know? I mean, yeah, he did he did block uh, a handful of defensive linemen on this highlight reel that were closer to his size. But I'd say even then, you know, he it looked like he had some size on them and he's able to convert that size into strength too it's not lopsided in any any way oh no absolutely and i think honestly i felt like um can't say this enough about his pass blocking but i feel like he had a very nice combination between strength and agility when it came to pass blocking you know what i mean like he moved his feet relatively well maybe he didn't get out there all the time because like he couldn't but it's still pretty above average, pretty good to be honest for a Juco guy for sure. So, at least pass blocking wise, run blocking wise, like he was really good as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some of those chop blocks made me a little nervous. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, I know it's a highlight reel, so it's gonna be good either way, but it's like, yeah, like tr trust your speed a little bit more, you know. And maybe that's a maturity thing too because some like obviously all young players struggle with confidence or in one way or another so maybe he just didn't like i don't know maybe he didn't know how to position himself or he just didn't think he could get there when he definitely could have you know but that's something that comes with experience like you i don't know like you could teach that but it comes with a lot of repetition does that make sense yes sir okay sweet what what's his year by the way what class is he so he's a senior but he's not going to play this year he got surgery so and uh, he's he's graduating so well if he has aspirations coaching 
I can't offer him a job. You might over at <laughs> your high school, but yeah. All right. Well, you know, all the best of luck to him. He seems like from what I've heard from you, he seems like a really nice guy, and I'm very thankful that he's gonna be able to come on to this podcast and whatnot. You know, hopefully he could teach us a little bit as well. I'm always down to learn. Absolutely. Know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like an O-line expert by any means. I just yeah, I don't know. I know a little bit about it for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm more of a defensive guy anyways, so <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That that's your bread and butter, but um, pretty much. Yep, we're very excited to have Martin coming up next, actually. Interview with Martin Ibarra. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and here with me today is a very special guest, my boy Martin here. We've been through uh, quite a bit as far as classes go, like mm-hmm. finance, but really glad to have Martin on here. Martin, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, just kind of like what you're studying, your experience in sports, and uh, why you're on the podcast today. What's going on, everybody? So my name is Martin. I'm actually from California, uh, born and raised from San Fernando Valley. I went to Kennedy High School, uh, played football there four years went to junior college for two years and then you know uh end up getting recruited out at unc university of northern colorado and i finished my career here and you know i'm 22 going on to 23 this year and um very blessed family blessed around my friends cody was a big part why a lot of my classes went the way they did (laughs) thankfully uh but awesome dude um you know, I want to thank you guys, too, for having me on here. So, it's, you know. Yeah, we're grateful to hear your story. And, uh, you know, the aim of our podcast is to reach some younger athletes. So, you know, hopefully through your story and your experiences playing high school and college ball, you know, it helps provide a path for some of them. So, yep. but something that we like to do anytime we have a guest is just like a little personal fun thing is what is your favorite experience or memory playing sport? So it could be a specific game. It could be a specific season. It could be a specific moment. Like if you hit somebody and they like flew out of bounds or something, cause you just <laughs> rocked them, which we yeah. saw sometimes on that highlight reel. And we'll talk about that here in a sec. But. All right. Um, man, uh, high school, high school was, high school was so much fun, man. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. We weren't that great of a team, but Hey, we definitely made the most of it. Um, my favorite part of, you know, actually my favorite moment was we played against a team called Granada High School, which was our rival. I will never forget, you know, the both of the stands, everybody just started lighting up their phone and waving it back and forth. And by the time I realized, like, I'm just looking around in shock, like, wow, not only is the crowd going crazy, we're on TV, like, this is what else can I ask for you know this 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 is awesome and man that was just one of the best moments I've ever experienced during my football career sounds exciting oh, yeah. yeah I get I can oh, see yeah. I can see that smile so. oh yeah definitely but well that sounds awesome and you know it's but those fond memories are a huge reason why people either stay in sports or stick to sports you know whether it's career or reminisce on them so we appreciate you sharing that most definitely now the the one thing that Martin and I 
do not necessarily agree on is the teams that we root for. I'm sitting in the same room as a Raiders fan, but <laughs> I'll forgive you. Oh, I uh, forgot about it. Oh, no. But, Damn, yep. Uh, I just wanted to say <laughs> another fun thing that we like to talk about is what is your favorite sport experience that you've seen? So, once again, mm. that could be you could be live, it could have been something that you saw on TV that was hype, or, you know, something like that. Man, actually, it's funny that we, you know, we came down to that. that uh, that subject but uh was a Raiders game actually my first and only one I've ever been to I think approximately maybe two three years ago but my uncle tells me hey like I'm, I got some tickets surprise me I was man I was ready to go jacked up I was able to see Marshawn Lynch uh Khalil Mack everybody everybody played with some of my favorite players but no that was definitely one of the best times I've had and to, to be able to see uh you know uh, a team in, in person that was that was awesome awesome experience there, I mean there was when I went to go see Oregon versus FSU but man that was that was a crazy experience too but I think the Raiders that was that, that's my team sorry Cody but you know it yeah, is what no. it is <laughs> no no hard feelings for sure but I mean seeing your favorite team versus like two neutral teams you know it's a world difference and I bet it was and did you see that at um Oakland. The Coliseum yeah, in Oakland. Oakland. Mm-hmm. So I saw it. I saw it in Oakland, and thankfully, before they uh, obviously now they're they're at uh, Las Vegas. But I was able to be there when I seen them the, when they were in Oakland. So that was awesome. It was dope. Sweet deal. Yeah. So I guess just some more follow up questions as far as football. How long have you been playing football? So man, it's it's a funny story, bro. Like, so I actually started my eighth grade year, but. Do we have time for story time? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, Funny story, man. So my eighth grade year, you know, my uncles are, hey, you got your big dude play football, this, this, and that. And I I wasn't really like, you know, football dude. Actually, I used to play soccer. And believe it or not, I used to play soccer for at least like eight, ten years. So, you know, it was a big difference. Like I never, you know. That's a huge transition. Yeah, huge transition. <laughs> so completely different worlds. And I know I'm big, but hey, man, I used to be able to move, believe it or not. But, um, yeah. So my eighth grade year, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like, okay, you know, I'll try it out. My uncles are telling me, hey, play football, man. You're big. You're strong. You you can move around. I'm like, All right, cool. And obviously, with the soccer skill part, you know, I, I have feet and I can move around. So I was like, all right, cool. So. It's funny, I get to my first practice, it was with uh, Chasworth Chiefs, um, and the coach immediately tells me, nah, like, you're going to be with the like the bigger dudes. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'm happy. I think me and my mom spent the whole day, we went to go get a checkup, you know, what you got to do to make sure you're, you're able to, to practice and all that nonsense. So we end up getting there. I got my new cleats. I'm happy. I'm excited going to practice. And I think I didn't even last 15 minutes where I started getting screamed at. And I think I left so fast. started crying to my mom. Oh, <laughs> man. So I started crying. I was like, nah, like, my, I have a headache. I can't do this. Like, nah, this is not for me. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, man. Since that day on, I was like, nah, I'm not playing football. So I literally put that to a hold now i'm entering high school so in my freshman year um i can't go too much in detail but uh there was one day i i got in trouble for something and i go into the principal's office 
And she's telling me, uh, hey, like, it's either you go with the police or you play football. So I was like, uh, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a hard choice. So <laughs> let me, uh, all right, I'll play football. I kid you not, the next day, I'm literally like talking with the coaches. They have me on JV. It's my freshman year. They see how big am I, how big I am, and they're just like, all right, like, hey, let's let's get this dude going. So you know, get fitted. Boom, you know, you gotta last the two days in helmets, whatever it was, and three days in pads. And so yeah, man, that's where my journey started in my freshman year. And you know, weirdly to say, but if I would have never gotten in trouble or the way I did, I don't think I would have been where I'm at right now. And it's just crazy the way God works and he works in mysterious ways. So I do believe in God. So I, I, you know, things like that is just, just doesn't happen. And I feel like it happened for a reason. So yeah, as my time started going, you know, I'm, I'm playing football. It's my JV year. It's awesome. And believe it or not, my first year, I never even played offensive line. I literally played kicker to kick the ball. Yeah. Oh. So I was never, I didn't start actually hitting people to like, my fifth game where coaches were like, all right, this dude's too big to not be like playing and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I started, uh, they had me at D line, started playing O line. After that, my sophomore year, um, coaches talked to me, the varsity coaches moved me up. Uh, so yeah, from there, sophomore, junior and, and senior year, um, started getting a little bit more exposure. Really when I started, uh, you know, taking this series was my junior year. I started going to more camps, you know, UCLA camps, Fresno State camps, um, a bunch of camps. And I actually, my, the beginning of my senior year, I had Colorado State and I actually had, uh, what was the other team? I can't think about it top of my head, but uh, I had two teams come, come to see me at, at school and it was just like, wow, like, this is real. Like, this is, I can't believe this. You know, you just can't wait to go home and start telling your mom and your dad about it and it was definitely an experience like it was awesome now reaching into my senior year uh i'm not getting those those coaches anymore and i believe it was just because you know one i'm playing at a high school that's not very known um coaches weren't too helpful uh you know i i love my coaches my high school coaches but it's just something for me that if I did wanted to get exposure, it wasn't gonna be there. I want I needed to go to a different spot, um, and I and I did get offered those spots, but we had to do some other stuff that just would have took too too much to do, and and plus my sister was going to my high school as well, so it was more benef uh, it's beneficial for me for my family. Um, so yeah, man, you know, senior year uh, we're going, and you know, you're talking about Kennedy High School. We've never been, we haven't been to playoffs in like over like seven years. Oh my gosh. So I was just, hey, the, the, and believe it, like our team that year was, we had everybody to, to go and do it, to get into playoffs at least, you know, and we did. We made it to playoffs. We weren't, we lost second round, um, but hey, I, I, I'm able to say I got my, I got Kennedy High School into into the playoffs, so which is really really cool, um, and from there, I started realizing that uh, you know coaches weren't coming through, that that you know I I, I you know kind of sat on and was like hey well you know nothing's going on so I'm kind of 
a little worried a little worried because school is almost coming to an end um now my and let me backtrack a little bit so from my junior and my senior year los angeles valley college which is a junior college in north hollywood those coaches were i kid you not probably there every day after school just waiting on me calling me and calling me and you know as a high school kid you know you you're not you're not even thinking about junior college you want to go into oh division one division one or you know d d2 the the lowest but you know as as a high school kid you and you know you're playing so good and you know you're the star in high school that you don't see yourself going junior college so i made a huge decision and the coaches were on me and i love these coaches to death and i just i made the decision and i i i went junior college route so i actually had signed to the university of arkansas pine bluff and then i decommitted so i actually signed at school my senior year i was going there um <laughs> i actually got word from one of my old juco teammates that literally in quote said bro do not go there because you will not like it quote so i was like <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm gonna go there um and one i already had signed without taking a visit so i was going in there blind uh so i was like nah that's not gonna happen um thankfully like i said the los angeles valley coaches were already on me and then that's when i entered los angeles valley college so that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, how was that? This is a little bit off track. Yeah. Uh -huh. But how was that decommitting process like? Is that like a common thing, or was it something easy to do? Or I guess how how did you have to go about that? Um. So, uh, you got time for another story? Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's what um, we're here for, you know. All right. Gotta help the kids. Sounds good, man. Um. So, I'm I'm Mexican. I'm I'm Latino. Um. I was actually my senior year, uh, so a little uh, backtracking again. It's my senior year, the beginning of it. Uh, actually, that game, the one I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast of where the stands was lighting up and everything, that same day, my, my, my father got deported that same day, that morning. Um, it, was, it was a hard time. It was a hard time for me and my family. Uh, definitely something I will never forget because if anybody has ever gotten one of their family, close family members, father, mother, brother, whatever, taken away from them because of the government, whatever, it's just, it's hard. And, you know, I was coming in every single day to my house and seeing my family in tears. And, you know, now you just gotta, you gotta be the man of the house. And it's, it's tough when you're in high school because, you know, all you're thinking is, oh, I gotta quit football. I gotta quit school. I gotta... I gotta go work. I gotta help my mom. I gotta do this. I gotta do that, and and it, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So that's that's what I was going through my senior year. And those close people that that know me, I know this is actually probably new news for for Cody. Like he's never really, you know, we've interacted. We're really good friends, but we've never really gotten this personal. But I know that if if I'm able to talk about this, I know I can help somebody out there. And as not only for a Mexican person, but other people african-americans whoever it is that you know if one of their parents or loved one is is an immigrant 
And sometimes you got to deal with those things. It, it is what it is. But like I said, my, my senior year, I was going through that struggle. Um, it wasn't easy. You know, not only you got to focus on the field, but when you go back home, it's a whole different atmosphere. So when it came down to, to decommitting, um, I had to make a choice. It was either, you know, I leave my family or I I stay here for a little while to, to help my family out. And it was no question. Family's first before anything. So it was very tough. It was very tough because my dad, even over the phone, my dad just kept consistently telling me, like, Martin, go to school. Do what you got to do. Don't stop. Like, not because I'm not here or not with you guys, but just keep going. Like, nah, dad, like, this this is just not going to sit on me well. Like, I'm not going to leave, ever leave my family like that. So, yeah, that's what really, it wasn't even like a, like anything to think about. It was just a, bam, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go the junior college route. And like I said, it, it was really a school that I wasn't really too interested in, but it was the only Division One school that did offer me. Um, and when it came down to the coaches, the coaches understood it. Uh, you know, we communicated and, you know, they understood why I decommitted. And it was just a, a, a big part of it was just my family, man. It's That's the biggest thing. I would die for my family. And it's a family for me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. Thankfully now, thank God, you know, he's he's back and he, he's working in California and thankfully everything's going good. Um, but, you know, it was, that was really why I made my choice to decommit and the coaches really understood that and, and I thank them for that. And like I said, that's what made me stay a little bit longer here in California, well, stay in California to, to help my family out. So thank you so much for yeah. sharing that with us and no, no you know that that definitely it's it's eye-opening for a number of reasons and you know here here on playmakers corner we'd like to talk social issues as well um our episode zero was addressing protests that happened during this past week of august oh yeah so you know there's there's definitely a lot of layers to also making a decision about school right oh, and definitely. you know i feel like a lot of kids can take a, away something from what you just said right where it's mm -hmm. like you know because for me like initially when i was deciding on a school it, obviously the football part was involved for me yeah but like at first i wanted to move out of state right but then it's also nice having your family right there whether that's yep. you wanting to see them or in in your case helping them out and supporting and sustaining the family exactly. so yep. you know there's a lot of levels to a decision and definitely um definitely. i appreciate you sharing that with not only the audience but with me as well and uh i have a lot of respect for you and like before i respect you too but Definitely. you know a lot more and oh, i yeah. feel like i understand you a lot more so thank, thank you so much for sharing that. yeah no problem man. i just i if if i know i'm able to help somebody out there and they can hear my story is it's obviously beneficial for both of us so yeah it's awesome so you you decommit to arkansas mm -hmm. and you decide that you're going to go to JUCO at, um, sorry, what was the name again? Uh, Los Angeles Valley College. Los Angeles Valley College. Mm -hmm. You said in North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So what did that look like from there? Did you stay at home and then commute for classes in football? Or I guess kind of take us through your JUCO experience now, kind of turning okay. the page. So, yeah, like you said, uh, turning the page now to my 
to my JC route. Uh, it was fun, man. Probably the two best two best years I've ever had. Um, so my freshman year, like I said, uh, my father my father was back. Thank God, everything uh, worked out, and I was able to help him out. And um, so you know, talking with the coaches and everything, and we had we were stacked, man. We were stacked with players. We had, you know, I'm I'm. Like this is my first year and it's springtime and, and spring is like Christmas for us junior college players because we're consistently getting coaches there every pro maybe twice a day of, you know, a coach from here, a coach from there, excuse me. And it's every day just getting a new coach and those spring practices were very important. So I never really realized like how important they were until like, you know, you're practicing and you see UCLA just watching you or a coach from wherever it's like wherever they're from is just wow like you don't have that at high school especially not mine I mean there probably are some high schools out there but definitely not mine so you know you start you start maturing a little bit you start like okay I, I'm, I might have to take this a little bit more serious um junior college is not easy man I, I'll tell you that for sure uh thankfully for me um, I got a lot of help from, you know, FAFSA, which is the government that helps with the, the money and stuff like that. So I was able to go to school for free. So, but I did have to commute. It was like, man, when I tell you with no traffic, probably like 15 minutes. But in the morning, I always had classes because we had practice in the afternoon. So, you know, we're talking about an hour, an hour and a half just to get to class, just to get back from class and you know once we're done with practice it's already like six seven when people are coming out of work and if you know los angeles the 405 freeway is just massively packed every single day from from morning to 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 dawn it's just it's just packed every single time so you know uh it was cool it wasn't that bad uh of a commute but it was tiring um I had a lot of a lot of teammates from out of states. It's tough, man, because I've personally gotten asked from a lot of players, "Hey, man, can can I stay at your house, or do you know, do you have a spot to stay in?" It was either these guys paid for food, or they paid for rent, one of the two, or they weren't gonna eat for a while. So I remember walking into one of my boys' apartment a while ago, and you know from a two-bedroom apartment you have like almost 12 guys in there so it's definitely definitely a struggle this is and california doesn't offer uh offer scholarships so and why i i couldn't tell you i don't know on top of my head but funding maybe whatever it is but they just they they don't offer scholarships so you definitely got to find your way around you know we see now the those last chance use and things like that i think finally we finally got a little bit taste of what Laney College had to go through and seeing those guys that some were sleeping on the in their cars or things like that. That's true, man. That's true. I, I've seen those happen. I've heard of dudes that had to sleep at parks. Some of my boys had to do that. They had to sleep at parks and they had to come the next day, you know, ready to go for practice. And every Tuesday, that's this is why I like I love my coaches like to, to death because every Tuesday they try to provide a meal for us. Um, whether it was bringing in pastries, bread, um, any type of ham, meat, I mean, whatever it was, they were always just trying to find a way just to help us out. And I think junior college is very humbling, very humbling. 
um it's definitely a place where you look to persevere it's it's an amazing experience that i went through and that others uh, uh, i was able to go you know uh, have that same experience with my other fo- uh, other teammates um so entering the season you know we're 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 the team man we're the we're the talk of the town and you know we bef- before i got there we already had won two championships back to back um but we're looking to go undefeated this year so we first game win and our mentality was one to know every week one to know every week one to know every week um and it was winning practice it was winning that part of practice so the game is just easy for us it would hit saturday WWW. we went 11 and 0 my freshman year it was an awesome experience awesome experience um some coaches got new offers to other places other things started happening now i'm entering my sophomore year and like i said in the in the beginning of this uh so that's that spring part is like christmas for us man so you know we start getting those coaches coming in now i'm starting to get looked at and i'm starting to get talked about and and they're looking like yo like this dude was playing guard you know left guard uh right tackle left tackle so he's he's moving around everywhere so you know i'm 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 starting to get looks at here and there you know i'm little uh division uh two offers nia offers so they're starting to come in It's, it's looking it's looking cool it's looking real nice um then from there so i start entering my sophomore season which was not what we expected we actually went four and all the beginning of the season and then we just went flat down like just because a lot of pointing fingers a lot of things started happening um we actually had a couple dudes that got incarcerated because of certain problems they were getting into and like i said junior college man is especially in california it's a struggle some some dudes have kids some dudes aren't some dudes aren't to mess with uh and some dudes are doing stuff that they're not supposed to be doing and but it's it's the hustle man you gotta you gotta find your way out you gotta you gotta crawl you gotta scratch any way you can and to 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 find your way to whether it's to get a scholarship or to get a better job or whatever it is but that's why junior college uh, what i love about it it provides you another two years to get whether your grades up um to get more film if you didn't have that film in high school it's to to get what you didn't get in high school so you know like i said um sophomore season didn't go as planned we went 11 and 0 my freshman year uh sophomore season of my jc year it didn't go well we finished at like i think four, four and something i forget four and five or something like that um we finished the season uh started talking with my coaches and they're like look you have these guys talking about you okay but i'm not you know as as a junior college guy you start getting worried man your second year because you're like damn like you're expecting to getting you're expecting to get offers you know out of the gate and it's just not happening and i had a pretty good freshman year to to i had some some pretty good film you know and it's just nothing's coming out so i made my highlights from my freshman and sophomore year and little by little i started getting more exposure more exposure 
and I started getting, my, I think my first Division One offer was Delaware State, uh, it was HBCU, um, and just more started coming, man. Uh, Abilene Christian, um, Incarnate Word, I just started getting a bunch, like, I think I had like six, six Division One offers, and then the University of Northern Colorado, I got um, one of the coaches came down to the office, and like they usually do, they come down to the office, they, they interact with the kids, they talk with you, hey, what are you looking to major in, what do you, what position do you play, what can you do, can you play this for us, trying to interact, know a little bit about you, you know, who your family members are, so on and so forth, so, you know, coach, coach comes in, and I don't really want to name his name, you know, I want to keep that out of here, but, uh, comes in the office and you know hey martin we're really interested in you uh you know we want to we want to get you out there man want to get you out there so the only thing i don't like about the recruiting process especially in junior college that they're waiting for those high school players to to see if they're gonna sign or not so you're kind of left like you know those candies on halloween that you get in the bag that you're just like ah like i don't really know if i want this but don't get me wrong there are some there are some players that you know that, that they're gonna take that chance on at junior college but like i said i didn't have too much exposure where i felt like that's that's where I, that's where i was sitting at so um yeah you know I, i'm i'm waiting to see if unc is gonna offer and just nothing, man. Nothing was popping up. So I was like, dang, like, okay. Um, finally, I think I got, like, some other offers for some other school. Oh, it was actually Abilene Christian. So my coach calls me, my offensive line coach, and calls me and says, hey, um, here at UNC, he says, hey, uh, we're looking to give you 50% of a scholarship. And easy as this. I know how the recruiting process goes. So I was literally like, Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But now I'm good. If you guys offer me full ride, then maybe we can talk. Business is business, man. Straight up. When you get to this level, business is business no matter what. So I hit my junior college. Uh, actually, uh, I talked to Evelyn Christian and I'm going there. Like I'm, you know, talk to the coach. Hey, coach, like you guys offer me a full ride. Like This is where I'm going. Like, and I'm planning to sign like the week after. The next day. Uh, I get a call from my offensive line coach here at UNC. Hey, Martin, uh, we have a full ride now, you know, and we have a we have a stipend, and the stipend is a monthly check that football players get. Oh, uh, not well, you know, it's not that easy to just we don't just get it just like that, but it's but it's a monthly check that we have to help out our rent for our food and things like that. So I was like, hmm, that's 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 a different that's a different word, coach. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm, I'm sold. I was like, I'm, I'll sign with you guys. I was like, this, this is good. Did I ever take a visit here? Nope. Did I ever, did I even tell my family the day of? Nope. Like, I got home, said, Mom, I'm, I'm going to Colorado in like two months, three months. Um, and that's where I'm going to go. I had already took four visits to other schools and there was actually like i said abilene christian was like right there there were a school that was on me and there it was somebody where i was going to go with but uh i was waiting to see if unc was going to give me that visit which they didn't but like i said i was sold 
because not only did I get a full ride here, but they also offer money to give you for your groceries, whatever it is. Um, and I knew with that money, I, I was able to help like at least my family back home or something from it. But like I said, and I saw a major that they had here, which I, that's where I actually, where I met Cody, the SCS program. Um, and yeah, we, you know, my, talked with my father, my mother, my sister too. Um, and that's how UNC came about, man. And I've never, ever regretted, a, I never regret signing because I think here I've met whether some of my, and not some, I met two of my best friends here, brothers. Um, and I can't actually here as well. I, I met my business partner here, which, you know, you know go follow Kemet uh on ig <laughs> heck yeah plug it yeah plug, plug it in. in yeah got to man <laughs> uh yeah k-e-m-e-t uh <laughs> but yeah you know i met my business partner out here a couple of my best friends and i never i don't regret anything i think my football career has been absolutely amazing uh i think everybody who's there uh and actually i actually want to shout out my um which is my girlfriend back home, uh, Juliana, and my parents, amazing, man. It's, you know, like I said, what I was talking about earlier about having an immigrant father, it's, you always have, moving out to Colorado was kind of tough because, I mean, obviously it was, it's a little bit closer from Texas where I was going to be at, um, but, you know, moving out to Colorado, no, no matter where, moving out of the state was going to be tough because, you know, my mom's diabetic. My, my my dad's an immigrant, and it's it's just tough, man. You gotta, you know, you it's kind of you gotta learn how to adapt. But I think every single time I went back home, I just never wanted to leave, man. It was just like, damn, like, you know. And plus, you know, here here in Greeley, man, it's not it's it's not that fun. But <laughs> hey, it is what it is, and I'm only here for school and football, so that all that's all that really matters. But. You know, when it came down to it, uh, family, family is just everything for me. And um, I don't have no regrets. I, I think if it wasn't for those people that I named, like my girlfriend and, you know, my 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 parents, I wouldn't be able to be here. Is I went through I went through a lot being out here, man. It's, it's it's not easy. Junior college was nowhere near easier because you get towards that end of the month and you're just like, man, like. You're getting close to, to school ending your sophomore year, and you're like, this this might be over, this might be over, and you don't know if you don't know if you're gonna get any scholarship. You don't know if uh, you're gonna end up anywhere. And some of, some of my guys that I play with, you know, spectacular uh, group of guys. Some of them just didn't didn't get their offers. Some of them, you know, that was it for them. Two years of football of junior college, and that's it. And I was grateful enough to be able to get the offers I did and play for another two years um you know due to the due to covid obviously i actually lost my senior year this year um they did move it to the spring but i graduate in december so it was kind of they kind of effed me over a little bit but it, it is what it is man and i end up taking the uh i talked with my trainer and i actually had a torn meniscus so they end up uh, i end up going through surgery um, I'm actually at a month now, so, you know, soon be walking on my feet, but it was definitely an experience that, you know, 
if somebody can hear it out there and and they and they realize like hey like I had that same experience as that dude like at least somebody can hear me out just just keep grinding man make it through don't stop because at the end of the day you know you end up where you want to oh hopefully you end up where you want to be and full ride was everything for me my my parents don't have the money to pay what is it like 30,000 40,000 50,000 a year to be paying for school like now nah, we don't have that man I'm from LA. I'm from I'm from Northridge. I mean, you could look it up. It's it's not that you know you have to be back in your homes at like 10 p.m. because of how like weird that neighborhood was. It's just it's not a good neighborhood. And like I said, you're around people that aren't doing good stuff, and it's just that's another big reason why I was kind of happy with moving out because uh, sometimes going back home wasn't the best thing, um, and being here. I feel a lot safer. Um, I'm around good people. And sometimes going back home, sometimes I'm not. But like I said, my family is everything for me. And, and man, I'm ready to graduate and go back home, man. I'm ready to. But, yeah, man, that's, that's really sums up a lot of a lot of my football story. So Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing it. And, yeah, I didn't have to uh, use too many of the guiding questions, really, because yeah. you hit a lot of the nails on the head. Um, I guess something, this is kind of a, a side note, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like there is a bit of, I don't want to call it haggling, because it's like an it's not an item, right? But there is some negotiating as far as like the recruitment process goes. Is Definitely. that like a pretty common thing? Or oh, yeah, you like man. go back and forth a little bit? Um, Yeah, because like I said, it's business, and... You know, these dudes can take up to a month, two months, and you know, it's like, it's like you keep taking uh, a lollipop out of a kid's mouth, and you know, you teasing him with it, like, and they're just consistently, just, oh, you know, um, okay, we'll we'll get back to you, we'll get back to you, or, you know, I like I said, out of out of out of my junior college, I had um, I had people from from you know university akron like i had university of you know ucla talking to me i had top schools but you know once my season started ending and they just saw we weren't winning they just all right well let's let's move on to the next guy and that's how it is man it's like i said business is business and they keep it business because every time when they're recruiting they're looking for somebody that's better than you so and if they don't find that they're on to the next person they're they're on to the next school so definitely do I think like these these coaches sometimes are like like hey man just just keep it to the point we're in junior college either you want me or you don't and that's where I think you know in high school you know you have four years and things like that some of us don't some of us in junior college hey we have a year we have two more years left that's all we got we don't have another four more years of high school to try to do it again and even before the podcast i was telling you about the funny story of you know my advisor only telling me about uh, barely telling me about the ncaa rules like my senior year so it's that's another real reason why i had to go to the i had to go the junior route but like i said these coaches keep it business man and 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 sometimes it's just hey either you want to offer us or don't so but thankfully my, my my part worked out good. still be still yeah exactly yeah thankfully man yeah but. speaking of coaches 
What do you think that going to JUCO helped round you out more as a football player because of like the coaches there versus high school coaches? So I guess like, what's the quality of coaches at the JUCO level, and did that also help you out as far as getting offers and improving as a football player? Oh yeah, most definitely. So uh, like we actually at uh, LA Valley, um, we actually got like a new facility, new uh, weights and stuff. So. I was able to develop, man, to to the max. You know, Coach White, one of my former coaches, uh, love that dude to death. He, you know, is an was an animal when it came into the weight room and produced. I mean, helped me so much to where I am now, being explosive, coming off the you know coming off the ball, um, having power that I never used to have. And I think what junior college offers is, man, you know improving yourself, you know, and, and able, like I said, and you got to go with struggles too. And I think that's what, that's another thing that really pushed me as well as those struggles and surpassing that and just, but definitely going that route, the junior college route definitely made me a better player. Um, humbled me a lot more. Um, what else? Um, yeah, man, just, you know, it's, it was a, it was a great experience. And, you know, when it came to recruiting, I think the I think the coaches in junior college helped me a lot more. They really made a full list of the guys um, that you know uh, of the coaches actually, and they sent out my tape to like all the coaches that they they had on their list over like a hundred and something coaches, and some coaches reply, some coaches don't, and you know sometimes with coaches if you're not six uh six zero and above playing offensive line, they really don't give two craps about you. So that's and the difference from high school, I've never, uh, high school, I was really actually trying to put myself out. The coaches really weren't helping me. And not because, oh, you know, I blame them. I don't blame them for not helping me. It's just, like I said, we didn't have those sources. And, you know, my, like I said, my, my high school wasn't just. It, 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 it's just what it was. Exactly. So, um, but I had to do my own thing. And I went to camps that, you know, try to expose myself and things like that, trying to show uh, show myself out and, you know, running the 40s in high school and things like that. But definitely when I got to junior college, these coaches helped me that much more. It's just, it's a whole different thing, you know, whether it's come to in the weight room, school, um, putting us out to, to other coaches and trying to, I mean, seeing like, Show literally like physically showing us like, hey, these are the coaches that we're gonna send it out to. Boom, and they send the message like in front of your face. So that's what they provided for us. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. That sounds really helpful. And you know, um, at least from what I've seen, uh, you know, watching some Last Chance U, I haven't finished the Laney season yet. Right. But and from what you've said, you know, I feel like there's like an understanding with JUCO coaches, right? That a lot of players are trying to go beyond juco exactly so you know I, and i think that's something that needs to be heard by some kids you know where it's mm -hmm. like uh like do i want to play juco and it's like you know hearing your story as well as uh, we also have had sam's interview happen mm -hmm. actually um, actually it's funny uh first game ever man uh my freshman year we actually played against sam no way yeah uh he uh, he went to ventura and Man, he knows that we we put that whooping on him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we actually played against each other. Um, it was a, it was a dope game, my my first ever uh, college game. It was dope. We played at their house, beautiful beautiful stadium that they have. 
yeah, we actually played against that. Huh. That's cool. That's funny. And yeah. a small world that you guys both end up going to UNC, Exactly, right? yeah. So, but it's, crazy. It, it's just good to hear, you know, it works out for you guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially you, you are provided with resources from the yep. coaches and they're trying to help you. Um, I guess kind of in conclusion, not like in conclusion, conclusion, mm -hmm. but what's it been like at UNC, you know, as far as football goes and what kind of doors did Juco open up for you? You know, I mean, obviously right. it allowed you to come to UNC and FCS division one school. Right. Um, would you say that Juco also opened up opportunities as far as education goes? You'd already talked about how you met your business partner here. So like how many avenues were opened up by going to Juco first and then going to UNC? Man, uh, so many. Uh, I've, I've met a lot of people. Um, met a lot of people like like we just talked about uh some of my not only i mean in juco i met like a lot of people that are doing their own businesses now so you know if i want to hit up one of my boys hey man you know what's going on with this or but when it came down with like uh you know what's what sources they were able to provide for me is it was a lot more than high school really um grades wise too i was able to really up my grades a lot more in junior college uh i feel like because you just get more help for me like i said my high school wasn't the best high school so i was able to get a lot more sources tutors and we had you know study hall and we were able to get those hours and we had actually we had mandatory hours but thankfully you know i was hitting that gpa where i didn't need to be there anymore but my coaches were definitely strict with that. Hey, if you don't go, you don't play. If you don't go, you're not practicing. You know what I mean? So definitely they provided a lot more where they came down to tutors, where it came down to helping you off of campus or, you know, trying to find a spot for you in, in a house or, but, you know, coming out of high school, I don't think my, I don't, I don't even remember my GPA to be honest with you, but I definitely walked out of, my sophomore year, my junior college with like a three point something. So that was a huge improvement. And you know, that's huge for, for colleges. That's huge for colleges. If you're able to show that and you can play football, it's, it's easy. They're easy. It's easy to recruit you. You know, if now, if you have some good, really good film, if you're, you know, really, really good player, but you don't have the grades, they're going to skip to the next person because they know they can find that same athlete. Uh, ability and somebody else with the better grades so I feel like junior college really provided me with a lot more you know materials you know outside of football whether it was um, you know when it came down like I said tutoring and all those things and just things that I didn't have in my high school so yeah those are monumental and definitely you no know, a reminder to you know some potential future college athletes to do your homework it pays off oh, it's, yeah. it's part of being an athlete oh, yeah, so study man study tutoring and to be realistic with you and i think maybe you can put your point on this too but if if you have tutors if you have all this stuff and you know there shouldn't be a way that you fail a class honestly i feel like if you know you put your full effort you really have to i feel like being in college if you're not giving your full effort you're not going to pass the class like just do what you got to do and you're going to pass like go to class you know find your tutors um get some help you know like i said for me me and cody were in like half of my classes so sometimes what we would go study sometimes or we would go you know hang out sometimes whatever it was and he would help me out and 
find that person or, you know, just, you're just... It, it's way more collaborative yeah, in college. And, like, I, I think that's something that high schoolers don't get the chance to do as much yes. as study yes. with other people, yep. um, reach out to other people. It's, fu- like, it's fine. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think... And, and in front, it sounds like not at your high school, but not at my high school either. It wasn't, like, make a study group. No. Like, it, I it didn't wasn't. even think of that till like... Yeah. It was it was past it the point where I needed it, you mm-hmm. know. But in college, it's like, yeah, meet up with people, go through this. We have this, this, and yep. this for you. And like, yep. yeah, I definitely agree. It's yes. different and better at the same time. Yeah, it's just high school is just all right. Well, you know, go do your homework. All right, have fun. And then you go. And me as a Mexican, my Mexican parents, man, they they got that belt right next to you. And if you don't do your homework, hey man, they're about to whoop you. But this is high school just didn't provide that man and plus uh, for a lot of us we had practice after school so you know once after practice you're tired so you want to go home and you still got to do homework you don't have those study groups you don't have tutoring i mean yeah but you know now you got to come out of your pocket and you got to pay people nah it's just here in college i mean for me for my jc we were mandatory and they provided that so that's a lot of um that that was huge that's huge for us the school part is is the biggest part because i know dudes my freshman year with amazing 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 talent but they 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 didn't do the school part so where'd they end up going where what my coach used to call is a um uh dang something the home university something like that but you end up you basically you know you don't go anywhere in your home because of school man you have the physical ability to do everything and play so many spots and you ended up screwing it over because of school when it's right there in front of you. Yeah. And I just feel like high school just didn't provide that at all. So uh, a lot of things, honestly, even with the NCAA, like I talked about earlier, just I didn't even know what freaking requirements I needed. So and then, you know, like I said, you get to JC. Hey, this is what you need for the NCAA. This is what you need for school. And this is what you need to get here. Or if you want to get here, this is what you need. You know what I mean? So. For me, I had to do two years at junior college. Some dudes already have the requirements coming out of the NCAA. I mean, coming out of high school with the NCAA, they already have the requirements. So some dudes, I literally seen some dudes just go in during spring and they're out like at their college. So that's like, that's huge. You know, you get in there, you already got picked up and you, and you still have that all that time, probably another four years to go play at a university. Dang, that's so, nice. For me, I was limited because, you know, like I said, I had to go two years, which is okay. It was perfectly fine. But that put me to only two years at a university. So nice. But yeah, pretty much. So this is a huge change of pace and a bit more X's and O's thing. But just going to do some football talk, reacting to your highlight reel, and then we'll we'll conclude (laughs) here. But um, first off, you're, you're 320? Uh, was, 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 was 320? Um, I'm about, I mean, right now, dude, I've been laying in my bed, man. It's, <laughs> it's quarantine. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit bigger. I'm probably like 330 right now. But, really? But yeah, my, my height, my J- JC highlights, I was about like 315, 320. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it looks way more normal, I guess, when you're 6'5". You know? I, <laughs> I was like, no way, dang. Like, and, and we're sitting down in class all the time yeah, too, you know, so I don't really get to to see it as much yeah. but i was like oh my gosh he he really is a big dude <laughs> but 
Um, I, and then I, I think I think I mean hopefully that was the coach's reactions too. You know. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So that that was a that was a good eye grabber there at the beginning of the video. Oh yeah. And um, you know I just say I watched it with uh, my buddy Simon. He uh, if you ever listen to the podcast, he's the guy who's always like, yeah, back in Texas, you gotcha. know, so okay. live, breathe, and sleep football, you know, oh, forever, yeah. gotcha. and he's worked with some big names, uh, he played against Kyler Murray back in the day, oh, okay. and uh, oh. what was the other guy, I think Rex Burkhead, that running back for the Patriots, oh, okay. also is like cool. in his community, but uh, we talked through and we were blown away by, like you said, your ability to play anywhere on the line, Right. Um, really good pass blocking, right. because... I mean, we've watched some film on, you know, high school offensive linemen, and usually they're just big, right? Right. So it's not that their pass blocking is mm. great, like technique-wise. It's just the defensive linemen they go against, they just shove them right. to the ground. No, yeah. You definitely. had both going for you, so. I think, I think, um, you know, you talk about sources like we were talking about earlier. That's another thing, coaching, you know. I didn't, pass blocking, run blocking, you know, when it came to pass blocking in high school, man, my head was down every single time. And I still have those highlights from my high school, but I would be hitting with my head all the time, all the time. And then when you get to junior college and, you know, you get those coaches, those, you know, big time, like coaches that have coached at division one programs, whatever. But my junior college coach was like, dude, you got to get your head out of your damn, like, you got to get your head out. Like, you're going to freaking have a concussion or you're going to be brain damaged by the end of the season. Like, get your head up. And it's just those little things took took my took my ability of, of football to a, to a whole new level whole new level like you know and, and a big ups to to the to the football camps that I used to go to in high school because I, I learned a lot about those two but I think my junior college coaches had to do a lot with that because if not like I said you know that, that was a highlight you guys watched so that's that's the reason why <laughs> you I'm said, I didn't that. send you my high school film. For no, nah, heck no. Hell no. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, 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 they're all right, you know. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. They so, were there. And, uh, we, another thing that we talked about was we loved you finishing your blocks. I'm oh, yeah. assuming that's something that probably carried over from high school. Or is that another thing that nice. the <laughs> coaches uh, helped you kind of develop? Um, Man, I'm going to be completely honest. I was just... When, when I play football, man, it's, I, I'm, I know it may sound, uh, I'm, I'm there to kill people, man. I, I want to put people on their asses, man. I, offensive line is legit like no other. You, you know, you read the defenses, defensive line, the linebackers, and I had a different, I was, when, when it came to playing and, you know, practicing, and I can literally have players, even some of my roommates here in my house now, testify like martin is a crazy son of a b-word like they can literally testify that because every single time i wanted to play i was either into like to hurt somebody or just to put them on every single play and like i said for junior college those highlights were so important to me that if i didn't put somebody on there i i messed up that play and i took a play away from somebody else on the sideline so by what I mean by that is I'm wasting reps. So I want to be able to make every rep count, every pass pro count, every run block count, because if not, one of my boys that's sitting on the sideline that needs those reps too for their film, I just f*** for them. But it's just, it's the truth. You know, if I was on the sideline and I seen 
coast. What is this dude doing? And he's not even like putting people on their ass. Like, I could do that for you, you know? And that's the thing with JC, like, you don't, you, you don't want to be wasting reps, man. You want to get as many people on their ass, as many people, you know, as many good pass pros as you can get, because once your last game is over, that's it. You don't have no more film ever again. That's it. Whatever film you've made to that point, that's it. And you're done. And that's why every single game I play with a passion. Every single game I've played with a passion. And like I said, I've always had that that uh, thought of my mom and my dad always in my head. And, you know, sometimes I just be, if my quarterback or my running back, it's my mom back there. So they're not touching my mother. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've always had that, uh, that like, that anger just man let's put some people on their asses man let's play football let's you know i get another game to, to show my show my talent show my ability so but nah yeah man on the field i was honestly a different breed like you know people know me as you know i'm a quiet and not, not quiet but hey I'm, I'm a cool dude off the field and whatnot but you want to play you want to play one-on-ones you want to you want to mess around with me when, when it's game day nah man even during practice, man, I was a crazy, crazy ass dude too. But um, yeah, definitely, I, I definitely took advantage of every single play when I was on the field, whether it was my junior college, high school, even here at UNC. So but, that's a, that's a strong mentality to have. Oh, yeah. every snap, every oh, yeah. snap, right? Every snap, man, because you, I, I literally learned this year because you never know when it's your last. I, like I said, I have no regrets because I went down to, to like. Man, I was I was just trying to trying to just dog people, and you know, by the time you know it, you know, I, my my, fo my football career is over now. So I just I'm not sitting here saying, oh man, I didn't I didn't go hard that play, or I didn't go hard. Nah, I went 100% every single play, and my coaches knew that. My coaches knew that. That's why that's why that's why they recruited me. That's why they wanted me because that's just the way my mentality was. Yeah, so. and that's a mentality others can take away from. So. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. last uh, little bit of chalk talk, yeah. had to ask to clarify, um, not trying to at you or anything. Okay. Um, noticed the uh, handful of chop blocks. Were those by design in the playbook, <laughs> or or was that to, depending on the opponent and like the speed that was coming sometimes? Um, so uh <laughs> you started you started laughing so uh, <laughs> i yeah. think you've had this conversation before um, from what it sounds like so you know uh high school we're not allowed to chop block so junior college you know a college level you're you're allowed to chop block um so my coach was just man when you guys get the opportunity go take out somebody's legs somebody's knees something so it was usually on screens so some of the screens Man, I'm coming down, flying down, and just looking for these corners to, to hit. I'm looking for these linebackers to just, you know, take out. And I, I've actually have taken out some of them from, like, the games. But definitely, like, it's, oh, man, it's it's a rush when you get a run down the field and you just smack one of these little corners <laughs> and just cut cut them. And, you know, you see your running back running right by you. That's, that's the best feeling ever. But, yeah, man, I mean, you know. It was fun. Whoever I heard out there, I'm sorry, but uh, not sorry. Uh, but definitely, uh, the cup blocks are cup blocks are fun. Okay, they're fun. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. Cup blocks are fun. <laughs> well, that does it for all my 
film questions. We've heard your story, and I guess just kind of wrap things up. Yep. What would you advise to, you know, whether it's high school athletes that are getting looked at at the collegiate level or the JUCO level or JUCO people or amateur sports players or athletes, what would be like your lasting advice or the number one thing that they should take away from this or a few things? Uh, keep going, man. Just keep going. Keep pushing. Um, we all have struggles. Uh, you know, me and Cody have our own stories. You know, other players from my other colleges have their own stories. Um, make your story. Uh, be the best you can be. Um, and just know you never know when it's your last rep. Uh, I didn't, I for sure didn't know this pandemic was going to happen. Um, and I took my last rep when it was in spring. And that was my last time ever playing football. Uh, so keep it pushing. Know that if you're in high school athlete, don't ever be scared to go the junior college route. Don't be scared, you know, just because your friends, whether they're making fun of you or because you didn't get the offers you wanted, just know that junior college route does give you another, another whether it's a year or two years of opportunity to make you better as a player, mentally, physically, and yeah, man, just just keep it pushing. Don't don't be don't be scared to go the JC route. Um, and for you, high school players, just because you guys are the stars there, don't think you're gonna be the stars at your next school. Because, like I said, just like they found you, they're gonna find somebody who plays better than you. And and that's what I think where a lot of us mess up. Where you know uh, we think we're the best player when we go to junior college i didn't start man uh my jc i didn't start my first three uh three four games because i had players that were better than me but like i said i've always had that dog mentality when i came to practice i was gonna whoop everybody and i did and my coach kept telling people hey martin's right on your guys's if you guys keep messing up we're gonna throw them in you guys better stop you guys better stop and they didn't believe it finally my fifth weekend bam I get my, my starting position, and from there, nobody ever took it from me because, like I said, I showed it on the field, showed it at practice, and I didn't stop. I continued, and it led me here, and I thank God for it every single day because I know there's somebody out there, whether it's one of my old boys or somebody at a junior college that didn't get the same opportunity as I have. So all I can say is keep pushing, um, find uh, I say it a lot. Find your why, and I believe my why was was my was my parents, um, and just know that that there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So just keep going, man. Keep pushing. It'll it'll be good. So sweet. That's that's great advice. And you know, uh, keep pushing. That's something that you can apply in sport, out of sport, and everywhere, everywhere in between. Yeah. So Martin, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Um, we'll, we'll stay in touch. You and I will. And, Definitely. You, you already know, know if, man. If the listeners want to give you a follow on the gram. Yeah. So my, my IG is S underscore Martin, which is E S E underscore Martin, M A R T I N. And I actually have a, uh, athletic apparel business as well. It's at Kemet official K E M E T official. And the link is in my bio on my regular Instagram as well. So you guys click on there and give us a follow. And if any of you would like to reach out and, you know, let me know whatever you're going through. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm more than welcome to help anybody out because I know I needed that help at some point too. So 
Thank you, Martin. We appreciate that. Thank you guys and so much. That does it for this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. Once again, if you have any film of any high school or JUCO athletes that you want to send in for us to review, we will do that. If you know anyone who wants to share their story, also send that in, their contact information, and we'll get the ball rolling on that. But that does it for this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, guys.